Financial Grown-Up Guide, Eight Steps to Being a Great DIY Investor with Clint Hayes, Certified Financial Planner and Founder of Next Gen Wealth. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, Certified Financial Planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. We got this. Welcome, everyone, to a new edition of our Financial Grown-Up Guide series. Today, we are going to be talking about eight steps to be a great DIY investor with my new friend, Clint Haynes. He is a certified financial planner and the founder of NextGen Wealth. We actually met recently at FinCon, um, where I got to hear all about his business, working with millennials and Gen X clients primarily, uh, with an emphasis on basically comprehensive financial planning. But the truth is, Not all of us are ready or have the need for a full financial planner. So there are things that we can do on our own. And that's something that Clint and I were talking about. And I asked him to come on and share some wisdom with all of us. So welcome, Clint. Yeah, thank you so much, Bobby. I'm excited to be here and to speak with your audience. Great. And reminder to everyone, this is a Financial Grown-Up Guide episode. We also have our classic episodes, which feature high-achieving financial grown-ups sharing many stories and the lessons from them, along with some fun everyday money tips. So be sure to subscribe so that you can check those out as well. But today we are talking about DIY investing, eight steps to becoming a great DIY investor. And these are things that everyone can, maybe not all of them are exactly right for each and every one of you, but these are all things that you can look at and consider to Be the best investor you can if you don't have someone to hold your hand. These are things that you can be proactive about and really own it, for lack of a better expression. Really own your own investing decisions and make it happen without necessarily the help of a financial planner. Although, of course, Clint and I both CFPs do feel there's a strong role also for a CFP, but that's not always going to happen for all of us. So let's get started, Clint, okay? Yeah, absolutely. We'll jump right into this. All right. So the first one is understanding how to invest for the time frame for each goal. Tell us a little bit more about that. I try to, you know, with my clients at least, split up this. They may have different goals from retirement to a new car to a, a down payment for a house or whatever these big financial goals are. I don't want to see everything just lumped together in one account because each goal usually has a different time frame. So retirement, it could be 20 years from now, and a new car could be three years from now. So those two accounts should be invested completely differently. So just general rule of thumb here, Bobby, if you have a a goal that's within three to five years of achieving it, you want to be pretty safe and secure with that money because you're going to want it to be there in those three to five years. So I would recommend kind of the online savings account for anything in that three to five year time frame. Maybe a five to 10 year goal would be, you know, you could take a little bit more risk with that. So maybe a little bit in in stocks or, uh, you know, a mutual fund, but still, you know, maybe a 50% stocks, 50% bonds. And then usually anything over 10 years, you can take about as much risk as you're comfortable with. So you really want to split out each goal that you have and invest accordingly by the time frame of that goal. Right. I do want to just point out that you mentioned bonds. What's your take on the bond market right now? Because the yield on bonds right now is very low. Is that something people should consider? 
Yeah, uh, it is very low, and it's been I mean, very 50% low. 50% bonds is, is a lot. <laughs> right. It is a lot, but the reason I say that is if you're going to need this money in 5 to 10 years and we do experience some kind of a, uh, a recession or a downturn in the stock market, bonds are still going to be able to provide a, a little bit of security in case that were to happen. But yeah, as far as thinking you're going to get a 7, 8, 9, 10% return from bonds right now, isn't going to happen. So I always, you know, right now we're investing in, in very short-term bonds. So once interest rates, you know, hopefully interest rates at some point start to rise, you know, we'll be able to reinvest that money because it's in bonds that are maturing over a one to three year time frame. And we can reinvest that into bonds that are paying a little bit more interest. Right. So it could be bonds. It could be other kinds of investments that will be more secure that could be CDs. And frankly, it's kind of crazy, but some of these online savings accounts might have better returns than the bonds. The point is to diversify into things that are more secure, I think is your general point. That's exactly right. Yeah. So three to five years definitely go with the online savings account. You probably find two to two and a half percent right now. You can stick with the online savings account if you're going to go bonds and stocks for a portion, or you can maybe go with a short-term bond fund that's out there. All right. Number two, understand the role of your emotions. Understand the role your emotions play, I should say, in investing. This is tough for a lot of people. <laughs> yes, it's tough for a lot of people, uh, myself included, especially if you remember how your emotions felt back in the 2008-2009 uh, time frame. They can make you do crazy things, there's no doubt. But I think it's pretty well documented your emotions are really by far the most important factor that determines the long-term investment return of your portfolio. Because when things aren't going to plan, uh, we tend to want to do crazy things. Whether it's the, uh, the talking heads or somebody telling you something or your gut or your next door neighbor saying you need to get out. Uh, your emotions are going to make you want to sell out of things, do something that isn't according to plan. But really, what I really my philosophy is: if your overall goal has not changed, then there's really no change to make, or no, really no reason to make a change to your investments. So, regardless of what's going on, what your emotions are telling you, if your goal hasn't changed really try to stick to your overall plan that you created in the first place. All right. So play it cool. Number three, your investments. This is a harsh reality, Clint. Your investments will lose money on average every three to five years. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. On average, that's what it's been. Now, lately, uh, we've kind of been on a great eight, nine, 10 year run right now. But uh, in reality, you're going to lose money. You're going to see negative returns within your equity, your stock investments, on average, three to five years. So don't let it shock you. It's normal. It's part of investing in the market. And that's why to get the superior return of the stock market compared to a savings account, you're going to have to go through these losing years every once in a while. All right. Number four, each goal should have its own specific portfolio bucket. Yeah. So this ties in back to, to number one, understanding how to invest for the time frame for each goal. With each goal having its own time frame, it should also have its own specific account. So let's say, you know, you retire, your goal for retirement, you know, that's going to be earmarked by, you know, your 401k, your IRA account. 
but uh, with your, let's say, your uh, second home goal or down payment for a home goal, that should have its own account, and you know exactly what that account is for. It's for a new home or down payment. Same way with a new car or any, any goal that you have. Really, you want to keep those in separate accounts. You don't want to lump them all together. You want to be able to track these things, know where you're at, and know where you need to get. All right, number five, rebalance your portfolio, maybe plural portfolios, at least annually. Yeah, that's right. So rebalancing the portfolio, uh, if you're not familiar with what that is, if you have, a say, a split of 50% stocks, 50% bonds, over a one-year time frame, they're not going to perform in the exact same way. You know, stocks might perform better, bonds might not perform as well, and over that time frame, it might now be 60% stocks, 40% bonds, what we want you to do is rebalance that portfolio back to that 50-50 original split. And what it's doing is it's forcing you to buy low, buy what hasn't done as well, and sell high, sell what's done better. And that's what rebalancing forces you to do. And that's what we want to do. In the stock market, buy low, sell high, rebalance helps us force yeah. us to do that. But it is hard psychologically, Clint, to sell your winners, right? That's a tough oh, thing to yeah. do. Absolutely. It's definitely a tough thing. We want to ride those as long as we possibly can. And that's why you kind of want to stick to this motto of eight tasks when uh, looking back and saying, man, should I ride this out? Should I keep going? And really, you just want to stick to what your original goals were when you were thinking in that rational mindset. All right. Number six is choose your investments with choose investments, I should say, with low fees and expenses. I mean, this kind of seems obvious, but yet we don't all do this. And the reason, I think the big reason being is most people really have no idea what the fees are they're paying within, you know, a mutual fund that they own or you know, whatever an annuity that they have. But over the years, it certainly has become a little bit more transparent. But in reality, the fees that you pay with inside these mutual funds or, or whatever it may you have maybe invested in can add up to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over time. So the difference between paying a 1% fee and a 0.1% fee is quite drastic and, and can add up to, uh, like I said, tens of thousands of dollars over time. So you really want to be cognizant of what are the fees you're paying. And there's been a number of studies out there. Vanguard's done a lot. And it's really proven the less you have to pay somebody else, the greater your return is going to be. So really be cognizant of that. Where is the best place to find out that information? Um, when it comes to looking at uh, what the fees are, the expenses are on any of the funds that you own, Morningstar.com is a really good resource. You can look inside the prospectus of your of the mutual fund or the index fund that you have. Or in all reality, you know where do we go for all our questions right now? You can probably just type it right into Google and what the uh, uh, fund symbol is and, and find it relatively quickly. Number seven: Don't reinvent the wheel when creating your own portfolio. Yeah, so what I mean by this is if you, you want to go that DIY route, you want to do it all of yourself, the big thing is go with fees, go with funds with low expenses. So once you kind of figure out what funds to go with, what if it's with an individual company, maybe a Vanguard or a Schwab or Fidelity, whoever it is, well, then you have to determine, well, which funds and how should you allocate these? 
And so, yeah, you can certainly create your own portfolio from scratch if you have the know-how, but there's a number of companies out there where you can actually answer a questionnaire and they'll tell you exactly, okay, you should have this much in large growth stocks. You should have this much in small company value stocks. And then you just kind of pick and choose which funds you want to plug in by the percentage that they're recommending. So you don't have to do this all yourself. A lot of it's done for you. And there's a lot of helpful sites out there that can think get you going in the right direction. Can you name a few? Uh, yeah. So uh, like I said, Vanguard has a great uh, option for just a questionnaire, quick questionnaire to help you allocate uh, which funds to go with. Another one is Charles Schwab. They have a really easy one in order to help you uh, when it comes to uh, the correct allocation for your risk tolerance and, and comfort level. And there's a few others out there, but, but Schwab and Vanguard are really the two main ones that I recommend. And number eight, monitor your investments quarterly to annually. Yeah, so it's also been proven over time, the more you look at your investments, the lower your return is going to be. Because if you look at this stuff every single day, it'll probably drive you crazy. So I would recommend looking at your accounts, you know, maybe on a quarterly to an annual basis. You don't need to look at these things every single day, just because your emotions will get in the way. And a lot of times they'll force you to do something that maybe isn't going according to plan. So it's really just have an idea, have a plan, set reminders on your calendar, anywhere from that quarterly to annual basis to look at your investments. Yeah, I would be tempted. I, I do sometimes look more often than I probably should. And that can be great when things are going well, but it can also <laughs> really tempt you to make some moves that maybe aren't in line with your long-term plans. If you look on a day when maybe you want to do something because the market's going down or what have you. So I think that's pretty good advice. Before I let you go, Tell me a little bit about the course that you have, because you've got something new for, for your followers. Yeah, absolutely. So with our clients, we have kind of trademarked our, our financial planning process called the Financial Freedom Blueprint. And it's really been a, a passion project of mine to get that out to other individuals who you know may not need a financial advisor, may not want to pay for a financial advisor, uh, but would just want to put you know a good overall plan together for themselves and their family. And so I have created uh, uh, the Financial Freedom Blueprint course, uh, which truly is the exact same financial planning process that we use with our clients, but it's designed exactly for the do-it-yourselfer investor who wants to handle their own personal finances for their family. Uh, so we've got a lot of video in there. We have a template that takes you through every single section of the overall Financial Freedom Blueprint. And I am actually offering to, uh, usually we sell it for $397, but for any listeners uh, that want to get signed up over the next seven days after this airs, uh, we'll be giving a $300 off coupon uh, where you can get the course for just $97. And that coupon code is all uppercase, and it's just financial grown up three, just the number three. And uh, you can get the, uh, the entire course for $97. It's extremely comprehensive. Uh, and, and I can tell you, uh, I can't guarantee it, but you'll make up the cost of that $97 relatively quickly. And before I let you go, one more thing. Give us your socials. On uh, Twitter, it is at Clint underscore next gen. Uh, I'll probably just leave it at that one. That's the, that's the one I check the most. Uh, but certainly you can find us on uh 
Uh, Facebook, pretty easy, just through Next Gen Wealth, and then, of course, on LinkedIn. But, but Twitter, I, I think I'm the most active on that, so uh, definitely hit me up there. Sounds good. And also to our listeners, please follow me on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, on Instagram at Bobby Rebel One. Also, I want everyone to check out my new show with Joe Selsey High from Stacking Benjamins. It is called Money with Friends. Our socials on both Twitter and Instagram are at Money Friends Pod. The show now comes out six days a week. We are wrapping up our first season and excited to get started with our second season, which will start in October. And so please join Joe Salsi High and me on Money with Friends. So thank you so much, Clint. We really loved having you on. These are great ways to be a DIY investor. And thanks to everyone as well, Clint. Thanks for helping us all be financial grownups. Yeah, thanks again. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.